Ah, yes, God, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, for what you're about to do tonight. God, we thank you for what's about to take place on tonight. Father God, we give ourselves away on tonight, God. Anything that is not like you, God, we ask you to take it out tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we want to be used by you, God. We want to be used by you, God. We just asking you, God, to just oh yeah, my course. So to robo shaka yeri ando bo sata. God la 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 ba si katala ba sha. Ha yo koro sha de la la ba si katalo bo sha. Ha ba so to robo shanda. God, we just thank you for the things that are about to take place even on tonight. God, we just thank you, God, for just allowing us to see another day, another day of your grace, another day of your love and your mercy. So, Father God, we just thank you. Ah, yes, God. We thank you for what, ah, what you have done for your people, God. We thank you for what you're about to do for your people, God. God, I thank you right now for the word that you are bringing forth, God. It shall bring truth and light, God. God, we do not belong to ourselves. We belong to you. So, God, we give ourselves away on tonight, God. It is not our plans. It is not our plans, God, but it is your plans. Not our will, God, but let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father God, we just thank you. God, those that are on the line and that are coming on the line, God, we just thank you right now that there shall be a word. There shall be a word, God, that shall be spoken to bring new life. New new revelation, God, even more wisdom, God. Just as you told the apostle Paul, God, you will not have us unlearned, God. So, God, we ask you to teach us your ways, God. Teach us your ways, God, so that we may be a good steward over the things that you have placed in our lives, God. The things that you have taught us to do in this season. So, Father God, we just worship you in spirit and in truth. God, even as we hear this song, God, we give ourselves away tonight, God. All our hang-ups, all of our hookups, God. We give ourselves away, God. For we don't belong to ourselves, but we belong to you. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. So Father, we thank you. We praise you and we magnify your holy name. And it is in your son Jesus' name we do pray. Thank God and amen. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening men and women of the most high God. Thank you for joining us. This is the Watchman Teleconference. I am your host, Glenda Treadwell. And on tonight, we will be celebrating Christ as we always do. But also on tonight, we will have recognition tonight of one of our own, of one of us that is a part of New Breed. God gave us New Breed a year ago. And there are people that have stayed on the front line, have prayed, have given their hearts and soul for the kingdom. And we shall give those people honor where honors do. But on tonight, we're not going to prolong the time. And we're going to be dealing with submission on tonight. 
And a lot of people like, why you want to deal with something like this? Well, because first and foremost, we've gotten away from God's blueprint. We've gotten away from his divine order. We have taken things and tried to twist them to work for our good. But when the Holy Ghost showed me that when you have a male and a female both trying to be heads, you have created a monster. Because there's only one head. God is over us. Then his son, Jesus. And then he placed the man in headship. There have been things that people have been throughout the years and things that have happened in people's lives where they have tried to deter from this. But you cannot, you cannot get away from God's blueprint. You cannot get away from the plans of God. You cannot. You cannot think you can do some things and God will not deal with you. God has set his divine order in the earth. And we have done things that is not pleasing to him. Yes, we understand that as things have happened in this world, where things have gotten out the way, things have gotten changed because of situations and circumstances. But God's word does not change. In fact, he said, I am the Lord thy God. I change not. So we're going to get into this and we're going to we're going to try and give some clarity on some things. And hopefully if we've gotten out the way, God has given us time to get it back right and get it back into the divine order that he has placed. So the word submission, that word means the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Let me read this again. One of the definitions is the actions or fact of accepting or yielding to its superior force or to the will of a, or authority of another person. And then the second definition is the action of presenting a proposal, application, or other documents for consideration or judgment. Now, what we are, what we are trying to align on tonight is just simple things that we have always known and sometimes we've gotten it out the way and we know that even in this 21st century that things have happened where men our men have lost jobs because of the because of the economy or because of the things that has happened in businesses or offices and sometimes that woman would have to go and take that position temporarily as the breadwinner but sometimes in those situations the woman have a tendency to want to 
present dominance over that man, over her husband. And this is where the situation has become volatile because we have women that try to rule over men, whether it's in the home, on the job, in church. Now, we understand about the positions as a female being a pastor or a female being a manager or a general manager or a CEO. Yes, of course, they walk in that position. But understand this. Regardless of what situation that woman may hold in the secular world, at the end of the day, if she is a married woman, she still has to be submissive to her husband. We've gotten away from God's ruling when it comes to this. We have women that have literally have tried to dominate over their husbands at one point or another. This, this particular lesson is, is extremely close to me because I know what it's like to have a man in your life. I know what it's like to have a father. I know what it's like to see a man go to work, come in, take care of his family and see the wife taking care of the household and the children. I was raised around that. There are a lot, not a lot of people that had that in their lives, but I was blessed to have that. And as I got older, I began to see how things had started deteriorating. Now, I'm talking about where sometimes the men couldn't get jobs for whatever reason, then the woman would get a job, but then the woman wanted to try to have dominance over that man. And this is the thing that we have to bring back into alignment because we don't even realize that because we're doing these things, we're actually messing up blessings. We're messing up the blessings of God by stepping out of order. Now, one of the scriptures we're going to go to on tonight, and, it's, and like I said, this is nothing new, but it's something that the Lord wanted to be brought back out. This is something that the Lord wanted to bring back into the front forefront because of how we've gotten out the way. This is, a, this is a word for all of us to get back in that place where we need to be in God because we have entirely too many people. We have too many marriages, especially in the church, that, are be, that people are getting divorced. And you think they're getting divorced because of things like, you know, mistakes they made in their marriage. No, a lot of times they're divorcing because a woman can sometimes try to be superior over that man. And the one thing that I've learned in my years, you do not devalue a man, especially a man to God. You do not devalue him. When you devalue a man, it's bad enough when the world try to devalue a man, a man of God. I'm not talking about a race. I'm talking about a, a being that God created. But when the world begins to devalue that man, he's getting beat up in the world. But then when he go home and then he's going to get beat up some more. This is why the, some, of, some of the reason why divorce rates are so high. Because when you devalue a man, 
A man's not going to stay around. When you disrespect that man, that's when the man begins to pull away. A lot of men don't know how to voice it. A lot of people don't know how to bring it to the forefront. And it's not being weak. When you are when you are meek and humble, that is strength. That is power. And there have been a lot of men that have dealt with a lot of things and have held their tongues. That is strength under control, humility. One of the scriptures I want to bring for you tonight. Like I said, this is not a jumpy word, but this is a sound word that God wants heard. And we're going to start with James 4. And we're going to go to the seventh verse. We already know this particular scripture, but we're going to read it. And it says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands. Purify your hearts. Be double-minded. When we allow things to come into the household of God and our regular households, we begin to start and bring division into the body of Christ. Have you, have you not noticed that there are so many more women in the church than there are men? There's a reason for that because a lot of times, Men feel unworthy. Men feel devalued. Men feel as if, well, what's the point? What's the use? Because when, like I said before, when you devalue a man, when you devalue the create what who God created him to be. You have already began a domino effect. This stuff has been happening for years and decades, but a lot of people don't want to deal with it because that means you're going to have to check yourself in some things. You're going to have to kind of go through this and see, well, am I doing this? Am I, am I doing this to this person? Am I, am I truly being a dominant person? Over this man or over this my husband? Or am I being so pushy in the church where a man feels devalued, even when you have a woman that's a pastor? If they don't have a total agreement, sometimes that man will feel devalued. We're going to go to the book of Job. Like I said, this is not a preachy, teachy, jumping, running, scooping, hopping, jumping word. But it's a word that needs to be put out here because we see so many men that are not in the church. The men are, are the strength. The men are the power. The men are whom God called them to be. But you can browbeat anybody for so long until they get tired. And then they'll just say, what's the point? Why do I even need to deal with this? We're going to go to Job, the 22nd chapter. And we're going to read that 21st verse. And it says, submit to God and be at peace with him. And this way, prosperity will come to you. And see, this is what we were speaking about earlier. 
sometimes, and, and, and I'm talking to the women as well, sometimes we can be so dominant that we don't even realize that we're literally stopping the flow of the blessings that God has for us because of the divine order that he has placed. Yes, we have situations and circumstances that we deal with on a daily basis. We know how the economy is and we know how some things in the church have been. But we really, 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 really need to begin to look at the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror and say, am I being that person that is upholding or encouraging or exalting in a sense to let them know, okay, we can do this. We can work this thing out. We can go forth in the things of God. Like I said, one thing I can truly say, I remember my own dad. Now, my dad put up with a lot of things from a lot of people. And people know, even young as I was back then, you know, the racism, it hasn't changed. It's still the same. It's just another decade. But the one thing, when, when you got a man that's going and working in the sun, in the field, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, and he's having to deal with all this other stuff. And then when he come home, then he got a nagging wife hollering and screaming about, well, you can do this or well, you can do that. And But see, this is what the enemy wants. This is where the division come in there. Because I'm, I'm speaking as a married person. Yes, I was married. But I do understand this. And I do understand we have people that are about to walk into this. And then we have people on here that are married. And they have had issues or whatever when it comes to uh, disagreeing about things or, or trying to be dominant over the mate or something like this. See, this is what stops up the flow of the blessings because we get out of order. And like, like the Lord shared with me, he said, a man and a woman both can't be the head. If, if they both got two heads, then they're a monster. That's a monster that's created. Nobody wants to humble themselves. Nobody wants to submit themselves. Nobody wants to step back. This is where the division is coming in. And we, we have, as, as men and women, we have to notice it and we need to stop it. And we need to talk about it. That's one thing too that people don't want to talk anymore. People don't want to just do plain English 101 talking. Everybody want to hoop and holler. Everybody want to just hook a messiah. But how about sitting down and telling me, Am I doing this right or am, am I functioning the way I'm supposed to be as a man in the church, as a man of God and as a husband or a soon to be husband? That's one of the things that the society and churches have, have neglected. The, the best, the, the greatest commodity that is in the earth is a man. Is a male that knows his position and knows how to handle situations. Now, one thing that even with the studying, when sometimes women sometimes truly don't know how to submit. And it's not because of the word say, it's because of a lifestyle they may have lived. We've had a lot of people, even 
even me growing up, we've had a lot of people that have had single parent homes or they've had stepdads and, and all this stuff growing up and they've seen so much stuff. And we know that that causes a lot of friction. That causes a lot of anger in men and women. But in order for us to get back to the blueprint of what God is calling us to, we need to understand what's happening and why it's happening. And we have to have a true dialogue so we can get this thing rectified. Some of the things when women try to, to submit authority over a man, sometimes they don't even know it, but sometimes you got some people that do and they know what they're doing. You cannot change a person's DNA for who they are. But one thing, if you are a wife or you are soon to be wife and you are married, rule one, let him take the lead. Let him be the man. Even if he makes mistakes, you be there to support him, but you do not disrespect him. You do not put him down. You do not dishonor him. Let him be the head. So that the house can be blessed. Number two. Ask him for his opinion. Don't give it to him. <laughs> I'm going to say this one again. Ask him for his opinion. Don't give it to him. Talk about things. Dialogue. Keep it level. We've had women and men that have said, well, well, I think you ought to just do this. And we did that. And, and have not even given that person a voice. I'm coming this way tonight because I've dealt with, I'm dealing with men right now that are going through this very thing. And the majority of them are ready to throw in the towel because they're tired of it. This is why God said we need to bring this back out. We need to talk about this. We need to, everything do, everything don't have to be hoop, hop, and jump. Sometimes simple dialogue can bring clarity to a situation. Amen. Number three, think of his needs. Think of his needs. If he's out there working day shift, night shift, whatever shift, and then he come home, he come home to a dirty house, no food cooked, kids running around screaming, crying. What do you think? How do you think that man would feel? In fact, I want some dialogue. I, I want some. I want somebody to talk back to me tonight. This is this is a totally different. Different thing on tonight. I need somebody, male or female, I need somebody to talk to me. Now, what would you do if you, I'm talking to the men right now, if you've worked and you've worked 12, 14, 16 hours and you come home to that, what would you do? The floor is open. Oh, don't nobody want to talk tonight. Praise the Lord, I'm driving right now, but uh, the freeway got shut down. But I can say that uh, um, one thing, when you come home after driving or my job, driving 14 hours a day or whatever, you come home, you're tired, 
Y'all really frustrated and this same friend said, I come home, no food cooked, the house is dirty, and she been home all day, just lounging around. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'll be mad as I don't know what. I'll be wanting to know what's going on, why you haven't cleaned the house, why you haven't cooked. Especially if she's home all day now, even if she worked, then I understand, you know, to a certain point when you got two people in the household working, then she try to do what she can to cook, come home, cook, clean or whatever, and then have kids come home from school. But there's no excuse not to do anything. And it takes two in the household, the man and the woman, to make sure the household is run good, especially when they got kids there. And they work together. Well, let me put it this way. Uh, Apostle, they're supposed to work together as a team. I use the word supposed to. And a lot of times that don't happen like that. But the man will come home. Yeah, he's going to be mad. He's going to raise $10,000 worth of hell. Or she's... Uh, <laughs> She gonna be, she gonna be fussing this and that. I ain't got this and I ain't got that and I want this. Well, she looking too much at what her girlfriend got instead of what she got and being thankful. And she nagging at him what she don't have instead of looking at what she do have. While her girlfriend, her single girlfriend out there doing what she want to do, but she's married. She can't do what her single girlfriend do. But a lot of times we listen to outside conversation that tears up our house. Okay. And then when the man come home, and when the man come home. He got to hear all that, and he got a dirty house, no food cooked or nothing. That pushes him away. Or she tried to overrule him, then he really get mad. Then, then he fussing and cussing at her, and he get tired of that. Then it go, it go way out of the way. Now, I'm not for no man or woman to fight each other or put their hands on each other. But a lot of times, when a woman overrule the man and fussing at him and hollering at him, then the man loses school and do something he shouldn't have to do. And it shouldn't be like that. But he had to put put her in her place and let her know, no, you out of line. But again, I do not go for no hands-on offense or abuse. But a lot of times we know, let's be honest, let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100. A lot of times that man gets so frustrated, man, he don't think straight. Then what he did this to me, then what you, you provoked him, you hollered at him, you cussing at him, you want this, and he's tired. Again. That's what, that's my opinion. That's what, you know, and everything ain't safe. We want to put everything on safe. No, it's your DNA, who you are. Instead of two people working together, coming together, and being in agreement together, you know, you can't have two heads, like you said. Something's going to go wrong, amen? Right. And see, this, and see, that's why this dialogue tonight is different. Because... We still, we may be spiritual beings, but we, we operate in an earthen vessel and we have emotions. We have things going on every day. We have kids. We have all these things. You know, I mean, it's not everybody, but those that are dealing with it. And like I said, those that are married, those that are thinking about getting married, you have to have a dialogue. Communication is the key to any and everything. But see, the, and another thing, what you just said, that was one of the four things. You said, try not to criticize. See, a lot of times, just like you said, sometimes you can be on, on social media and you see all this stuff and you thinking that this person should treat you like this. And it's the same way with a man. If a man uh, looking at social media and he see this woman looking like this, looking all lotty-dotty, and then she, he come home and this woman done worked 12 hours, she got four kids, a dog, a cat, and a bird, and now and you want her to look like Mickey Minaj or whoever. And she looking at you like, what? 
So see, this is what this is the things that is breaking down. And see, when when it's breaking down in the home, it's breaking down in the church. See, this is the thing that people don't understand. What what's going on in the household spews over into the church. Then you got people setting up in the church, mad at each other, taking communion with anger and malice in their hearts. Now, what do you think what's going to happen with that? This is what God is wanting the people to see, especially with the holidays coming up. I, I know a lot. Like I said, God has opened up and has opened up so many doors for me that now I have an opportunity to actually talk with men. And, and, and they know that. What is said is sacred, but I do have permission to talk about a couple of them that they said what they're going through. I have one man that he has been married to his wife for almost 28 years and he has filed divorce. He's a pastor and he has a pretty good congregation. But his wife disrespects him in the church disrespects him in public and disrespects him in the home. They have two kids. They're grown and gone. But just what uh, Pastor Little John said, that, that is what actually took place. They were in each other's face. It's so tough. She slapped him and he knocked her out. And, and, and like I said, I don't condone violence at all. I've been abused. So I do not condone that. And, and I promise you, I gave him the ride act. But just like the man of God was saying, sometimes, it, and, men, and women too, can be pushed to a point where you're, you're actually not thinking. Now, the enemy can come in and begin to start putting all this stuff in your mind. And then you're just going to do a fleshly reaction. He was wrong. He's going to pay for it. But she wants her marriage. So she got to understand that this is the man. And then here we go with the fifth one. Do not accept abusive behavior. And this is both sides. I Like I told her, you put yourself in a position that you knew you could have got hit. But you banked on the fact that he wouldn't. But you lost even though he didn't really hurt her, but it really shocked her because she pushed him to the max. She humiliates this man in the church and this congregation when they go out, even when they're at home. And see, this is the stuff that's, like I said, it spews over in the church. Like I said, this is something that's needed. We got people... We want to talk about there are not a lot of men in the church. This is one of the reasons why. Because men are not feeling as if they are in the position to be who they're supposed to be, who God created them to be, because we are constantly riding them. Then they got the world on them. Then they got all these other things they're fighting. They're fighting spirits. They're fighting flesh. They're fighting all this stuff. And the thing is, one thing I can truly say, dialogue is one of the most key things when it comes to things like this. People don't want to be real. 
Everything is not pie in the sky and glory to God and hallelujah. There is a world we have to operate in. There is a household that we have to operate in. There are things we must come together and we have to have a understanding. The word said in all you're getting, get an understanding. I, I can just bring myself into this thing. The last of about 25 years. I was, I was very submissive. I mean, extremely. I mean, he didn't have to, he didn't have to, he didn't have to wait for anything. I cooked, I cleaned, I took care of the kids, I, I laundry. I would even mow the lawn and I held down a full-time job, but he always had something to whine and complain about. Now, see, this is the flip side of this thing. Now, when you know you're doing everything that the word says, but yet still, there's always something wrong or there's something not right. And you're constantly, you know, you're doing the best you can, but it's always something. These are the things that people need to deal with and need to talk about because of the season that we are about to embark on. The enemy wants to cause division on top of division in the church, in the home, in the world. He wants to cause this. God is not the author of confusion. God has left his blueprint. He has left his word, what we are supposed to do. But because of the cares of this life and the stress and the strain of things that we go through, sometimes we forget what we're supposed to do sometimes. We act out irrationally. And it's the same with men. Men, you need to submit to your wife. Or if you finna get married, you need to understand and have a relationship and, and want to know what her needs are. This thing is not just one-sided. This thing is a scale. It's a balance. And if one side is teal against the other, then we need to understand what's going on to fix it. But just like the Lord said in Ephesians 5, 25 to 31 about the man loving his wife, just as Christ loved the church. Now, a lot of times, see, when people say that and they say, well, yeah, Christ gave his life for the church. Yes, he did. That's an unconditional love. And you have a relationship or you have a marriage and you are supposed to love one another genuinely. Then you're going to make sure both sides are okay. You're not going to just, well, oh, well, she just in her feelings then. Well, let her go on somewhere and get, she'll be all right. No. See, this thing worked both ways. When you don't have time, when you don't take time, and you don't talk to her and see what's going on with her. But then if, and, and then she don't want to open her mouth because she's afraid about how you going to say something or how she may talk to you. It may make you angry. That's why I say God is bringing this to the forefront because this stuff is happening. It is happening. I mean, now it's happening. And, and the enemy is using whatever he can to bring our kings down. And to bring our queens down. That's his job. He's, in, he's up and down. In and out the earth. Seeking whom he may devour. 
But we need to understand who we are in God. And if there's something not right, then we need to call it to the carpet. I mean, even in the church. See, the church don't want confrontation. And that's the that's the one thing. When you have a church, when you are a pastor or you are a bishop or whomever, when you got a church, that means you got to deal with every angle of it, which include husbands and wives and their issues. You just can't say fine and walk away and then you, you, you're looking real good in society, but then when you go home, you in one room and they're in another. And it's like that. You have people that are like this. But they are afraid to share their real feelings because of the backlash they may get. And I'm not even just talking about the pastor who are supposed to be their counselor and everything else. But I'm talking about to that person they have a relationship with. If a man open up and, and share his feelings, some women will call him a punk. Let's just keep it real. And then if a woman get to crying and stuff and, and sharing her, her feelings, she's too emotional. A just weight is God's delight. We have to understand what's going on in the earth and what's going on in the body of Christ. I mean, you can see it. There are 20 women to one man in the church. I did the calculations today. Most churches most large churches, there are 20 women to one man. So in other words, for every man that's in a church, there are 20 women in that church. And see, the men are the head. The men are the leaders. I don't care what somebody else say or whatever. This is the way God created this. This is, this is God's word. This is God's creation. This is what God said. This is him. This is nobody else. God created it like this, and this is the way he wanted. And when we don't operate like that, we are cutting off our own blessings. We are cutting off the favor, the blessings, and the increase in our own homes because we are out of line. We are not lined up with the word of God. And that causes friction. And it also causes a lot of confusion. And like we said previously, God is not the author of confusion. Let's go to um, nah, nah, nah. Hebrews, the 13th chapter. I'm not going to be before you long. This is, this is what the Holy Spirit had me to do tonight. Because it is needed. We need to encourage our men and our women. Like he said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the maturing. Everything is not everybody's fault. It's not his fault because things are not the way you want them. It's not her fault because things are not the way you want them to. This is where the dialogue comes in. And you just can't bully one or the other because something may not be right. Hebrews 13 chapter. And we're going to go to the 17th verse. Hebrews 13 and 17. And it said, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those 
who must give an account. <laughs> Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden for that would be of no benefit to you. I think in the um in the King James it said so they may it may be a joy and not grudgingly. In other words, when you got leaders and 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 you know you have good leaders and you are not in the order in which the church is supposed to be and you have a leader that is that is truly a leader. Now we got leaders and we got hirelings. We know this. But when you know you got a true leader and you know this leader is about, about God's work and God's people, not about their own selfish you know, goals or agendas, you don't want to be doing things that cause this person to pray grudgingly. You don't want this leader being, here we go again. Here we go on the altar, wanting to know what's going on. Why y'all can't get it together? God, what's going on with them? This is about submission on tonight. It's not throwing a towel. It's not trying to accuse nobody. This is about, can you ask yourself tonight? Are you truly submitted in the divine order that God has? Can you say that your household or your life can be blessed more and it's not because maybe something is out of order it, it's just it's just like a, a sink and you know if the if it's not clogged up the water is going to flow through it's not it's going to go it's going to flow no problem but when the sink is clogged up and the water is running it's going to run over everything it's going gonna, it's gonna to spread. It's going to mess up more things than what it needs to. Because there is an issue. There is a clog. There is something stopping the... There is something that is stopping the flow of the anointing in your lives. Ah, yeah, ba se God on tonight is wanting us to do a self-check, myself included, to make sure that the oil is flowing freely and it's not stopped up and, it, and, and it's not clogged up and it's, and it's going every which way instead of flowing like it does. It's something that um, Elder Alvin White, I remember him saying years ago, Water flows down, not up. <laughs> Water flows down. So we we just have to check ourselves on tonight, men and women of God, to make sure that we are operating and making sure that the favor, the blessings, and the increase of God is flowing freely in our lives. I have one more scripture and we're going to we're going to we're going to shut it down on tonight. I'm I'm going to surely obey God cuz this is how he wanted. We're going to go to the book of Luke. Thank you Lord. It's tight but it's right. Thank you Father. The book of Luke. 
the 22nd chapter and the 42nd verse. Uh, now, here we go. Now, this is a true definition of submission on tonight. I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna start at the forty-first, the forty-first verse, and it said he withdrew about a stone thrown beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. But then he paused, and then he said. Yet, not my will, but your will be done. Even Jesus, sometimes, it, like, see, that's why it, it's, it's not all like, even Jesus had a moment. We're talking about the Son of God. He had a moment. He didn't want to do this. He said, Father, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. In other words, I don't want to die for these jokers. If it be your will, man, if you can find somebody else to do this, find them. I don't want to do this. That was the humanity talking. <laughs> Glory to God. But then, after he said it, his divinity kicked in. My cosette and and then this when he said, not my will, ah, but let thy will be done. See, that's what we have to do in this season. Regardless of the situation or the circumstances that's going on around us, know that it is not our will, but it is God's will that we do what we do. God, I don't want to deal with this, but let your will be done in my life. God, I don't feel like arguing with these folks no more. I'm sick of them. But let your will be done in my life. God, it's not my will. Not my will. Like the song we played before we began the teaching. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. My life is not my own. But to you, I belong Oh, my God, I give myself, I give myself away. And we just thank God for tonight. Like I said, it wasn't going to be a, a jumpy, churchy, preachy, talky word, but it was a word that is needed because we know that there are churches and there are leaders that are not being submitted to the will and the ways of God. And we must pray and we must check ourselves to make sure that we are in alignment with the things of God because we want the blessings to flow. We want things to flow when we pray. We want to know that our prayers are being heard at our shop. We want to know that what we're doing, it is not our flesh, but it's the will of Yahweh that our will be Not our will. Oh, my God. But let your will be done, God. I don't want to do this stuff. But God, I want to be blessed. I know the only way I'm going to be blessed, I got to submit to authority. 
to, I have to yield my will to yours. I can't do my own agenda. I must do yours. Jesus didn't want to, he didn't want to go through that. Now, if Jesus asked him, Jesus, Yahweh, God's son. He's like, God, if you will take this from me, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <clears throat> but like I said, his divinity overrode his humanity. Ha <laughs> ha, my God. And he said, not my will, but let thy will be done. How many of us tonight can, can, can understand why God brought this word on tonight? Because at the end of the day, it is not my will, my corobo but let your will be done in my life, in my family's life, in my job, in my ministry, God. My life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself away, my God. My God, we just thank, we thank God on tonight. We thank God for this word. Like I said, I knew it wasn't going to be a long word, but I do know that the Lord wanted that word said tonight because there are some things that I call it a boshanda. There's some things that are about to come on this earth. And if we are not keyed in to Christ, if we are not in line with the things of God, if we are not walking circumspectly before our father, we're going to miss out on some stuff. And that's what's happening. Because even on tonight, I don't know if any of you guys know it or not, but there will be a lunar eclipse tonight. From, from midnight to 6 a.m. Such, such magnificence that God does. That is God. If God can make the shadow of the earth, whoo, God. The shadow of the earth cover the moon. Don't you think he can step into your situation? Don't you think he can step into your circumstances and work it out for you? Ah, my God. Oh, Jesus. That's why I tell people all the time. I want to be the moon. <laughs> Even my own kids laugh at me, uh, Apostle Elizabeth. I tell them, I want to be just like the moon. Mama, why you want to be like the moon? Because the moon is a direct reflection of the sun. My God. I give myself away. <laughs> I give myself away. So you can use me. I thank God on tonight. I'm, um, I'm going to open the floor for a couple of minutes. Anybody have anything they want to say on tonight? Because we have one more thing we need to do. Apostle Elizabeth, if you got something to say, hon, the floor is yours. Yeah. 
That's right. Thank you, woman of God, for that word, and that's wisdom. That is wisdom. We thank God for you. But before we get off of here tonight, we have a presentation. Pastor Little John, are you there? Pastor Little John, he may have left, but anyway, you guys. Today is his birthday. And on behalf of New Breed and the Watchman Teleconference, we just want to say thank you for what you have done for us, what you have did in ministry, what you've done for the homeless and everybody. One of his famous saying is, "It's we give a hand up and not a hand out. And we honor him on tonight because this is his birthday. He's a whole young 59 or 8, 58 tonight. But we thank you for being who you are in God. We wish you a happy birthday. And we have already told him of the blessing that we all chipped in to give him. 
We have given him a gift. He will pick it up sometime next week. But we just want to say, man to God, we appreciate you. Keep doing what God is calling you to do. And don't you ever go down looking down on people just in the street because a lot of us is one paycheck from being homeless ourselves. Talk. Talk. So you better, better check yourself before you wreck yourself. <clears throat> and you better have a heart for God's people because you go out there. And that's why I don't carry people with me. When I'm when I'm doing outreach ministry on the street, I go up on the bridges, I go on the railroad tracks, I go where they are, and I talk to them, I sit with them, and I eat with them. You let somebody go out there with a the wrong kind of spirit. That demon that's in them gonna jump on you. Come on. That's the truth. So you be careful about that. So God, God put it in my heart, and God gave me a gift to do this. And when I do it, I do it from my heart. And see, you don't go in the line then until God tell you to go. That's right. You don't go in the line then until God tell you to go. You go out there if you want to, you're going to get ripped all the pieces. You get some barbecue sauce. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real, y'all. So I thank God. I've been driving 27 years. I've been all 48 states. I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. I've seen things y'all would not believe that I've seen. I've been in situations y'all would not believe. I know about human trafficking. I know about the drugs. I know about everything go out here on the streets. They don't say on the news. Come I've on. been there, done that, and I'm still doing it. Come on. We, because yes, sir. I, travel, I, I travel with my toga, 18 wheelers. I help kids out. I, I know about human trafficking. Yep. I can tell you some stuff that, that make your hair stand on your head. But God, I put God the head of my life. I put God the head of my home. And see, the church is the people. The people is a uh, part of the body of Christ. And if you don't have, if you don't submit to God in your home, and then when you go to church, all hell's gonna still break out because you carrying the hell with you into the into the sanctuary. Preach. You carry hell with you into the sanctuary because you got hell in your home. Your home is not in order. Ooh. So you got it. You got it. You got to have. That's why Jesus is the head of the church. Am I correct? Jesus is head of the church. So the man is the head. But when order is not done inside the home and you go inside the sanctuary that's what satan wants that's we it. can't put everything on satan listen to me we can't put everything on satan because our dna well we do what we want to do because we have a free will but we open that portal you talked about this last time uh glenda you talked about the portal we open the portal for satan to come in right and, and when you open that portal for satan to come in all hell's gonna break loose way more than you expected exactly so therefore, we are to go in ourselves to the word of God and keep the word of God. Not only that, we have to live it. That's we can't it. just stay inside the sanctuary on Sunday and on Monday. We raise $10,000 worth of hell. <laughs> Preach. And they going to get it. And they going to get it. So let me say this because I have to fill up and get back out of here. The, whatever you do, be careful what you say. Because when you say it in the atmosphere, guess what? It's going to come back on you. Exactly. Never say never. I will never do that. I'm not going to do this. God can prove you wrong. And he has. Thank you. So be governed. Put yourself in order. Stay in the line with God and do what God tell you to do. Because if you don't, you don't want to go catch the hell. And that or is you looking down on somebody else, God going to turn that around on you. There it is. That's all I got to say. Amen. Thank you. Well, amen. And while you're fueling, happy birthday. And 
and all that good stuff from New Breed, from the Watchman Teleconference, and from Apostle Elizabeth, and whoever else on this line. Anybody else got anything else to say? Because this is getting good. This getting good. He done got something started. If there's anybody else on the line that have anything they want to say, Richard, are you on the line? Okay, Nikki, you on the line? Okay, let me, we're going to do this. I know Pastor John, Little John is fueling, but I still need his ears to hear this because he's part of this too. Before we get off of here, we're going to decrease some things. God is, God picked Apostle Elizabeth, you are you are included in this as well. God is doing a shift in in what you've been doing in ministry. God is shifting it. We know we we operate in certain things, but God said in this season, I need you to have prophetic eyes in this season. He said, I need you to see the enemy at bay. Apostle Elizabeth, you are a watchman on the wall. But God said, I got to, I got to straighten your lens out. I need you to see further. You already a seer, but just like the eagle, I got to adjust your eyes so you can see further. He showed you stuck God for a reason. Because that murder spirit has arisen back down there. He said, I told you to pray. He said, but yeah, I'm going to show you some more places. I'm going to show you some more places. Places for you to pray because I know that you are truly my watchman on the wall. Pastor Little John, he said he is about to adjust not just your sight but your speech. He said he is about to put a quaking in your voice because now every time you begin to decree the word of God, they will shudder. He said, because some people have taken you for granted. They have taken you as a joke. But the Lord said, in this season, this very night, this night of the lunar eclipse, he said, when you speak, the earth will shake and quake. Because I am decreeing a thing in you, and you will not only declare it, I will make it come. To pass. The, the lesson about submission tonight, it was for you too. God said, don't let nobody. He said, let nobody come between what I have ordained. He said, I am about to put fire on your tongue, Nikki. But when you speak my word, it shall manifest at that very moment. He said, you got to decree some things around your area. You got to dispatch angels. He said, you got to cut serpents' heads off. 
For this is the season. You shall walk in the anointing of Isaiah. Randa. Put your hand on Rich's belly. The Holy Ghost is about to activate. 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 You thought you was walking in your dad's mantle. He said, you're going to go further than he ever went. He said, but I had to make sure you were ready to take on the responsibility. Roko Shataya. He said, He said, You were birthed tonight. Ishana. You were birthed tonight. That's the speciality of the lunar eclipse. He said, People think it's the shadow of the earth. He said, But it's my shadow. It's my shadow that is passing over. He said, But ye shall birth tonight. Think it not strange if your stomach begin to hurt real bad. Me, I know ho shata. He said that's just labor pain. See katalabasha. That is the word of the Lord for tonight. Amanda. I thank you guys for being on. I thank you guys for being truthful and honest with everything you were feeling. This is what God wants. He wants us to be totally healed. Shalom. Nothing missing and nothing broken. So I thank God for all of you on tonight. Those that have even not been acknowledged, I appreciate it. I do know I have eight listeners on, but they will not mute in. They just wanted to be on. And I thank you guys for coming on tonight. And on, and we once again, we wish Pastor Lil John a great and a blessed Happy birthday. We decree blessings, <laughs> favor, blessings, and increase over your life, man to God, and over your seeds mm, and your seed seeds. Amen. Kingston is a prophet. Because he sees them, but he don't know how to explain it. It comes from the father. It comes from the grandfather and the mother. Roko shata and God even on tonight I activate peaches she will walk in the prophetic anointing that is ordained on her life favor blessing and increases already in her life God make it greater make it greater God bye bye for she is truly a king's kid so God, we thank you. And God, we call out Amy's name on tonight. Shekatalabasa. Roko Shataya. God, we call her back to the Fabasora Bashekeriando. She hear me. He and Oho Shataya Labasa. 
She hear me. Robaba yaba seka. She hear me. Roba sheka galobosanda ba she. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, I got it. <laughs> Father God, we thank you for the night. We thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for the people that are on, God. I cover them with the blood of Jesus. I dispatch angels over their homes, their vehicles, God, that no hurt, harm, or danger shall come to them. I cut that serpent's head off. I cut the whisperer's head off. I cut the conjuring spirit head off. I cut the witch's head. I cut off the head of Endor on tonight. By this I know that thou favorest thee and that thine enemies do not triumph over thee. God, we thank you for victory over the enemy on tonight. In the name of Jesus, we decree these things to be so. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We thank you guys for coming on. We, I, we decree that you have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving. We will not be back on the air until December the 9th. But until then, you guys be blessed. We love you with the love of God. And there is nothing you can do about it. In Jesus' name, be blessed and have a great night. This is the Watchman Teleconference. I am your host, Glenda Treadwell. Be blessed. Bye-bye.